Greetings, Trouble listeners, and welcome to the Trouble Men podcast. I'm Renee Coleman, sitting here with my co-host, the original Trouble Man for Trouble Times, and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Hey, Renee, how you doing? I'm good, Manny. How are you? I'm fine, and I just realized I need a clean sample. Yes, yeah, we were discussing yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> earlier. Everyone needs a clean sample. Because you've had tainted samples in the I, past. Yeah, especially those hair samples. Yeah, yeah, those are hard to, you, no matter are, how much Perel you use, as yeah, we discussed last, exactly. last time. Yeah, it's, it's so we to, all need a clean sample. And so uh, it's One good may to, be forthcoming, but go yeah. ahead. It's good to be back here in the ring room. Yes. It's a great room. Yes. You Back know. in the ring room, we have uh, the, the uh, Midnight Cowboy is with us, sitting behind us. We had to move tables because he's here, but that's cool. We like him, like his company. Yeah, he's all right. He's, a, he's an okay guy. Yeah. The ring room's a great room. It's one of the best rooms I've ever played. Yeah. yeah. It's the small room, <laughs> yeah, not the big small, room. The small no, no, room. I never play the big room. Yeah, no, we Who like the small to? rooms. Yeah, yeah. It's I too much know. work. Yeah. Anyway, we're back here at the ring room. We are back. And um, I'm troubled as ever because I took the day off today to wait for a package right. to come. Because, you know, we're, I'm still doing this addition to my house. Yes, your it, tomb. Yeah. Yes, uh, your, the pyramid yeah. you're building to yeah. be buried in yeah, your backyard. My, my daughter's, you know, basically inheritance. But um, I'm doing this, so I took the day off because they're delivering all these fixtures today. Okay. So I took the day off to deal with fixtures, and it didn't, none of the fixtures arrived until like after 5.30. Okay, so how did you pass the time? I, well, what does a troubled man do? I, I basically sat on the couch in my underwear and a t-shirt, and um, I slept a lot. Okay, well, that's good. And I watched like a lot of really bad sitcoms. I went back to like the 90s and I started watching episodes of Roseanne. Okay. You remember Roseanne? Yeah, I remember it yeah. being on. I can't yeah, say yeah. I've ever watched much of it. But yeah, yeah, well, I didn't watch it back then, but I watch it now. So it's all there for you now. Yeah, and it, it was just, it's, it's a bad sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People you must know. love it, though. It's still on, yeah. huh? But I realized today was like, you know, yesterday I realized it was National Tequila Day. Okay. And then I realized that, you know, it's all fucking, every day is a national day. Sure. You know, today was like national, like, lamp day. Okay. You know, our... And you were having lamps delivered, right? I was having lamps delivered, exactly. So it ties back in, man. Perfect timing. So anyway... um, So you were telling me you had a a beer for breakfast? Yeah. And it wasn't bad? It wasn't bad. So you had one more for dessert? Yeah, I had one more for dessert. And basically, I've been lit up all day. Okay. <laughs> so, Troubled Nation, don't, don't you kids do this. But, um, you know, stay in school. <laughs> Even though it's summertime, stay in school. Because you never know what you might meet. You might meet a guy like me. Yeah, you yeah. If you, anyway. grind, if you grind early on, you can uh, coast yeah. the rest of your life. Anyway, I digress. So, I don't know what my, what my point was. But our point is that uh, this is like our... 40th episode, right? Um, yeah, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we had a lot of episodes that didn't make the air for one reason or another. You know, we were, we were trying out different equipment, different uh, modalities, different uh, locations. And the FCC. And the FCC. You know, let's not even get into that. I think we're under a, uh, uh, whatever, uh, uh, a, a restraining right order, yeah. a, uh, what they call it, choking order or something. Uh, so you can't talk about that. Right. But in one of those episodes that we recorded, we had a guest. It was actually the first guest that we recorded. Yeah. Now, it wound up being an aborted episode. I mean, the episode finished, but we couldn't air it because our methodology, the recording method... The technology. Was, it was too noisy. It was yeah. like the, our guest's microphone just picked up all the stuff like in the background. We were like on a runway. We were in a runway at LAX or something it, like that. It sounded like that. Yeah. So, so even though the content was golden, yeah. we, uh, uh. We, we, we couldn't run it. So, so we're giving him a solid by inviting him back. So we, we, well, he's doing us a solid by uh, coming okay, back. Yeah. And uh, so I guess we'll get right to it. It's, uh, he's a builder, musician, recording engineer, producer, songwriter, club owner, father, gentleman, all and around. a handyman around the house. All around good guy. Chicks <laughs> dig him. Mr. Jeff Treffinger. Hey, all Jeff. Right. Welcome. Good evening, gentlemen. Good yeah, evening, troubled men. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Right, get that mic right up yeah. to your mouth. I right will. Up. There you I go. Will. Yeah, I yeah. am. Um, I'm so proud to be, uh, to have been part of an aborted episode. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. And I do have <clears throat> some leads on clean samples. Okay. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's why we, it's a, it takes a village. Yeah. You know, we have to bring everybody in, all the expertise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was thinking about this today. You know, like, like the race to the moon wasn't accomplished without a few mishaps. You know, but just because uh, the first podcast burned up on the launch pad doesn't mean that we're not going to keep trying. Not lost on me. I, I was I was a moon kid. Yeah, I was Remember a total that? total. Oh no, I was a junkie. You were moony. Yeah, I was a space junkie. <laughs> I was not a moony. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> you were space junkie. I was a space, a space cowboy. I was a NASA junkie oh. as as a as a lad. Yeah. It was inspiring. Well, I don't believe it? we ever landed on the moon in the sixties. I'm one of those people who don't don't, don't buy it. Okay, I'm actually one of those people. But go ahead with your story. No, that's it. Anything's that's possible. It. That's yeah. it. That's it. I don't no. want I I to take us off track. Well, and, keeping on track with the, the Trouble Men podcast here, we'd like to present you with a, it's a new feature we have for our guests where we present them with a party favor, a uh, first-generation Trouble Men podcast sticker. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Or you could use it as a coaster. No, it's a sticker. <laughs> yeah, now now this is a first generation sticker, so it's actually kind of clear. So if you put it on something that has a, a complicated background like that, for instance, I'm showing my composition show. book. It's not it doesn't really read so well. So, but if you put it like on a white background, it looks perfect. Yeah, or on a windshield. Yeah, or or yeah, your your back yeah. windshield. If you're trying to to uh, you know antagonize the police and get them to pull you I was, over, I was thinking. I was sure. thinking front front windshield. Right yeah, yeah. Okay, right in the middle. All right. Well, <laughs> any you're welcome to put it anywhere you want. So Jeff, like we we spoke before earlier, uh, 17 months ago. Um, you're not from here. I'm not from here. <clears throat> Where I'm are not. you from? Give us a little back background on you. Just I, look, like give us 30 seconds. I don't want to go too back I because I'm uh, from New Jersey. I grew up in Essex County, mm. about 25 miles from Manhattan, and um, immigrant grandparents on one side. Guineas or Irish or what were you? Uh, Italian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Guineas. Guineas, as right. as, uh, as as the show would would say, um, uh, and that was my main family because my dad was an only child. My mother had the big family. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I was brought up in in that culture. All right, and then you just show, you came to school down here. I came right? to school down here. Yeah. Um, I came first to uh, visit with a friend of mine from Jersey, right? Who is uh, now the corporate. Uh, attorney for Hooters. Oh, okay. He's done well by it for himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's done very well. He's. Um, uh, Does he get free wings? I believe he gets free whatever he, he wants. Yeah, 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 carte blanche. Yeah, carte blanche. Pretty much carte blanche yeah, yeah. at Hooters. Yeah. He is uh, uh, an old, old, old friend. He came to school here first. I visited him and uh, kind of found the city fascinating. Yeah. And, yes, and and uh, made the move. Okay, you eventually wound up teaching at Tulane, correct? In a matter of speaking, yep. Okay. I was uh, I ran a uh, a shop there. I taught furniture building. Uh, I taught uh, a couple other things, but I was a building manager as well. I took care of a big five story building where the architecture school. Oh, was. interesting. Uh-huh. That architecture building. Yeah. I actually was on the roof of that one time when I was in high school. <laughs> Tore the hell out of a pair of pants sliding around on that roof one night. <laughs> oh, on the roof itself? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was, I wasn't alone. There were several of us there. But, uh, yeah, you know, one of those things you'd tell your kids, please don't do that. Well, you know, I work no, at that Tulane. That was a great hang on the back of that yeah. building, that fire escape. It overlooked Audubon Park. Yeah, yeah, it it's amazing view. And it view. was up in bamboo, and when you climbed up high enough, you could get over the bamboo. Right. See the park. And you could escape like a jaguar, right? Over the bamboo. We I did don't know. many jaguars. Uh, about f- five days ago, the women's volleyball team came in. Okay. To get their books, because they're athletes. All together? Yeah, the whole team, like 10 of them. Wow, okay. They come to get their books from me. And they're fucking all fucking tall. These like well, six, yeah, two, <laughs> six, three, six, four girls. Cool. And I'm looking at them going, God damn, this is sweet. This is nice. Yeah. And then I came home and I woke up the next morning thinking, 
to myself, what's the tallest woman I've ever been with? Uh-huh. So I want to put that out to you guys. What's the tallest woman <laughs> you've ever been with? Uh, you know, because I, you know, because I figured I've, I've, since I've been fucking chicks since like I was sixteen, <laughs> I probably have fucked over two hundred and fifty women. <laughs> Jesus, Manny, <laughs> in twenty five years, that's like ten a year. It's not that big. That's a lot. Ten, ten a year is a lot. Well, ten different women in a year. Yeah, really? I think. Well, yeah, sure. Okay, especially well, since you've been married for fifteen years. <laughs> I've been, yeah, I know, but I'm talking from fifteen to forty. Okay, fifteen to forty. I met right, my wife right, when I was right. forty-two. Okay, okay, okay. So no, I'm talking I, I about twenty to twenty-three oh. years. Ten women chicks, a year is nothing. Chicks dig you, Manny. I know. You know so, but so, what's the tallest woman you've ever been with? I can't. I have no idea. I, I, I wasn't using a ruler. <laughs> Okay. What about you, Jeff? Seven foot. <laughs> I think I think seven foot. Seven foot. Okay. Seven foot. But to be honest, I could, if if I was so inclined or it was so horrible, I could display the number of women that I've had In sex with on a very simple geometric form. Your fingers? <laughs> your five fingers? What? No, no, no. It'd be, it'd be a, you know, it wouldn't be gigantic. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but seven feet, yes, was the tallest. That's pretty tall, man. That's a lot of. That's a lot of woman. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's no, a lot of I was woman. thinking because I'm only five seven, right? Five seven and a half, right? And I was started thinking about this. So, do you, do you have an answer to this question? I do have an answer to my own question. Um, okay. I just put it out there. Well, what's your own question? What's oh, the, the tallest, tallest woman. Yeah, the woman. Right. The yeah. No, I'm, I'm on pins and needles. Yeah. No, it was when I was doing a tour through the Midwest. And I met this chick in St. Louis. And At it's a carnival? total one-night one stand. It's a total okay, one-night right. stand. Now, I did my gig, and there's that an after party, and blah, blah, blah. Sure. And she's like 6'1", 6'2". And yeah, I'm 5'7". So that's tall. That's very tall. That's tall for me, yeah. And so, you know, anybody. we went to... It's a different uh, climate zone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... and um, we go back to uh, Denny's to have the uh, $5 breakfast special because it's like 5 in the morning. And then we nice. go back to her place, and we're banging. We're banging big time. <laughs> we're banging big time. But she's got this fucking dog, man, that she has on a leash, you know, hooked up to, like, the dishwasher. <laughs> you know, she's got this wild fucking dog. To keep him in the other room? Yeah, to keep him in the and, and the dog is like barking the whole time I'm banging. Oh, jeez. Barking and banging and barking and banging and barking and banging and all this kind of shit. <laughs> and then I fucking, you know, I fall asleep or whatever happens. I get up the next day and I wake up. And this, this is like a little studio apartment in like St. Louis somewhere. Uh-huh. And it's like 7.30 in the morning. I go, I got to get the fuck out of here. No, how, no matter how tall she is. Right, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> and, and I'm looking around. And this whole fucking place is like a landfill. There's dog shit. Oh, There's geez. piss, the smell of piss. Oh, Her man. clothes are like, you know, piled high like a fucking, you know. Are you sure this was a girl, Manny? Yeah, this was definitely a girl okay. because. Because uh, it sounds like a, a dude. No, no, no. This was a chick, man. You ever been to St. Louis? You've been to St. Uh, Louis. Yeah, right. I was just there. Okay. You know, I have an, a really uh, an interesting observation I made about St. Louis. So, Jeff, do me a favor. Put that mic right up to your mouth. So even when you, when you just are breathing or laughing, that's all going into the mic, okay? It's all part of the part of the podcast. You. So I was in uh, St. Louis playing with my band, the Iguanas. This in June, we made a run through the Midwest, and I didn't notice this on any of the other Midwestern towns we played. But in St. Louis, we had like on a Friday night, people that were, you know, had obviously taken showers and gotten dressed to, you know. To whatever degree, put a clean shirt on. Still, men in shorts, which I'm not crazy about. For you know, you're going out at night. But the thing I really noticed was the flip flops. Men and women going to like a nice club or you know restaurant club with flip flops on, and not even like fancy leather flip flops, but like the shitty. <laughs> Like sandwich rubber flip flops, government get, issue. Get, you know, with the with the nylon strap that you get from Walmart, mm-hmm. and I was looking. I was like, mm-hmm. really, really? That's what we're doing here? Well, that's fucking middle America, man. You see the last oh, scene of Casino? Garbage people, man. Did you oh. see the last scene yes, of Casino? Yes, well, yes, that's fucking that's, America that's now. It, I know. All right, so that's your answer to your question. Is that that's what these fucking people do? I know. Listen, but for Christ's sakes, when the sun goes down, put some long pants on, put some closed toe shoes. 
Your wife's going to like it a lot more. Other people are going to look at you with some respect. You can have some self-respect. I don't know. Maybe it's well, just where, me. I mean, it's like, where do you think you are? You're in St. Louis. You're not in Key West. Well, you're, you know. Yes, exactly. You're, you're in St. Louis. You're in fucking St. Louis. Yes. Yes. You're not... You're not uh, Frontierland. Blowing out your flip-flop and stepping on a pop-top, for Christ's sake. Okay. Uh, so, I, I don't get it. So, what's so better? Saint, what, 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 is, what is better, St. Louis or Key West for oh, well, fashion? No, but well, what do no, we... That, that, you, that if you're on the beach, then maybe you could get away with that. But yeah. if you're in a regular city, then, you, you know, please wear some appropriate footwear. I can't... As a man, I, anyway. I can't, deve- <laughs> I can't develop respect, for some reason, as true, for St. Louis. And I don't know why that is. It's, I've met, like, several people. That's a decent maybe town, Maybe 10... You know? people from st yeah, louis no, i like st louis you know yeah, like chuck berry's from st louis william burroughs is from st louis is he really yes now they both left <laughs> so <laughs> sure. i don't know if that's any indication burroughs didn't hang around st louis for too long and that but, six uh, foot two girl left too yeah from right, st louis well, well you know it sounded like she's she needed the, to clean she's, up she's in the seattle space needle right now doing tours really oh. yeah I have no oh, idea. Kept Jay. up. Good, good <laughs> no, for you. Well, no but idea. shout out to St. Louis. We, <laughs> yeah, we love no you, St. Idea. Louis. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah St. Louis is a fine don't town. Don't get us wrong. You know, I, I guess. You yeah. know, there's room for improvement in, in a lot of places, you know. We're just trying to, this is an aspirational uh, podcast. So, Troubled Nation, remember to like us and rate us on all these uh, things that are going uh, on. Facebook, we have a yeah. Troubled Men podcast Facebook page. Uh, yeah. We have. Uh, uh, at Troubled Men Podcast on Instagram. We have uh, at Troubled Podcast on Twitter. You can send us uh, messages, uh, dick pics, or, you know, whatever. Whatever pictures of your feet. If you have nice feet. Um, That's a good rule. Yeah, if you have nice feet. Yeah, don't send me pictures of your feet if your feet are busted. Or if you, know, you have you questions about foot disease. Yeah, no. no <laughs> there won't be any diagnosis here. Although that, that does, that does uh, remind me of something that happened to me this week where I've, I don't know if you know I, if you've ever seen this happen to me, but I've had this spontaneous nosebleed for about 10 years. And it's because... The, I've seen it. Because the, apparently over time, like the, uh, the blood vessels in just one specific spot of, my, of one nostril must have grown very close to the surface. And I could be sitting somewhere totally calm, not doing anything, not even in a dry climate, although that's, it's worse there. But, you know, sitting like in a religious service, for instance, it's happened there where suddenly it, it's like I, it feels like my nose is running, but then I realize it's actually blood. Bring back the 80s, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what everybody, th- that's what everybody thinks. Yeah, you so, can't you know, really get out of that yeah. box. Yeah, so, as you? soon as you start, you know, you see a little bit of blood running out of your nose, everybody's going to jump to conclusions. At you know? a religious service. You know, but it's happened on stage in front it's of, a fucking you know, miracle. a thousand people. Well, yeah, no, if it was a different uh, denomination, I, I might have been uh, uh, canonized by now. But uh, so so I finally it's it's you know I've been meaning to to get this taken care of for a long time. Finally, I decided uh, the canonization or the blood, the 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 uh, the nosebleed. Okay, first so, come the blood, then comes the boys. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> first come the blood, then come the boys. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I told you I started early today. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, like it. No, you're, right. you're going free association. Yeah, That's excellent. I, I love know. it when that happens. Yeah. So, so uh, I made an appointment with this ENT, and I made a prediction before uh, I went to the doctor. I said, I think two things are going to happen. I'm afraid two things are going to happen. My, my worst fear is that I'm going to go in there, and the guy's going to want to argue with me about doing the work, and he's going to want me to come back for a follow-up to actually do it. And I want this done today, you know, at the first visit. You know, I'm thinking he's going to carterize it, you know, just carterize this one blood vessel and, you know, take care of it. The, my second prediction is he's going to ask me what I do for a living. When I tell him I'm a musician, he's going to want to tell me how, well, I used to play music or, you know, how, I, yeah, I, 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 I played in a band, you know, yeah, I, I could have become a musician, but, you know, I decided to go I to medical want, school. I didn't want to have nosebleeds like you did. So, you know, it's, it's, it's fine if somebody brings that up in an effort to connect with you, you know, they have find a common interest, common, you know, uh, But we have the love. same doctor, don't we? 
We do. We do have uh, Robert Acipanti. Yeah, we, yeah. we actually uh, we had, had Brenner. Had, we had, had Brenner. Dr. Joseph Brenner, fantastic who, doctor. He's no longer with us, yeah. but uh, what a fantastic man. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, Manny and I have just have In have fact, the I'm same seeing Acipanti on Tuesday. I'm seeing him a week after. Oh, really? Ne- next week. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, so, so. Wow, that was really great to witness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a very fundamental level. <laughs> the back and forth over our doctors. Yeah, it was like I was in an episode of, you know, hey, Curb dude, Your Enthusiasm. You don't know Achapinte, dude. <laughs> no, I, I obviously he's don't. A tall he's drink. like 6'6", six, six, He's a tall guy. drink of water. No. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to fuck him. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a sweet, he's got a baby face, too. We, you know? He's yeah. a lovely guy. He's a gentle touch. But I heard it's Achapinte. Achapinte. I thought it was Achapinte. I don't think so. There's an I at the end. Yeah, but they say, but in the. Uh, it doesn't Italian, matter. You know what I do? Anyway, it's these fucking medical people, I always say, hey, doc. Okay. I always call them doc. Sure. Well, and that's they what hate I, it. They uh, hate it. That's what I used to call my father in law. Because you know, I didn't want to call him his, by his first name because that was not respectful, you know, not, not the level of respect I wanted to show. So, you know, I used to, uh, at one time I would call him. Dr. Rosenbaum, then I just shortened it to Doc. Yes. He liked it. It was, a, you know, he found it affectionate. You as, call as, my as father-in-law the, Judge. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. They like it. Yeah. They liked it. So anyway, so... And he wasn't even a judge. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly was. Um, I called my father-in-law asshole motherfucker. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what I called him. Uh, he dug it. But only behind he his He was oh. my friend. Yes. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a tall drink of water, too, man. Oh, man. You he's, remember him? Remember him watching TV with the binoculars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an image you can never forget. Yeah. Someone, he had like an 80-inch screen TV, and he was, the poor guy was so blind. He was counting pixels. Yeah, he was just sitting there watching TV with binoculars, and he enjoyed it. Yeah, you know. he could see. Yeah. No, it's it's he's a good guy. He's dead now, but it's a good I thing. Know. we lose them all. That's the thing. You, that's what happens. You you meet people, you get close to them, and then they leave you. That's, that's a, that why pattern. I don't trust has, anyone. Pattern has been repeated over and over and over again. You yeah. know, you are two people that haven't done that to me yet. But yeah. <laughs> well, the, night's young, the night's young. The night's young. The night's young. It's, it's going to get worse. Right now. <laughs> no, I know. I know. At some at some point, you guys are. As gonna, long as you keep me on this show, it's good. <laughs> unless unless I get to leave first. So you know, okay. fingers hope, crossed. Let's hope none of us leave, or, or all together. Yeah, yeah. Maybe on the way home tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. that, that Kermit Ruffin told I'm driving. a joke to that effect <laughs> the other night. He said, "Hey, I got good news. We're all going to heaven." Bad, Bad news. news is we're all going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. So, in fact, the the my prediction came true. Well, the, he he decided to do the work then, so that was that didn't come true. But he did uh, volunteer that. Yeah, yeah, I used to play bass back in back in high school. <laughs> But I didn't get the feeling that he was trying to one up me, which is often the the vibe I get, you know, and you know, because it's like, well, I could have done that, but I did something better. And my response to that has always been, you know, after the first few times it happened, I would I would counter with, well, you know, it's funny because you're a doctor, and you know, I practice a little bit of medicine, but just as a hobby, you know, just for fun, not 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 professionally. <laughs> And they would, you know, they would look at me, and I was like, "But I'm kind of serious because, you know, I'm ready to That's diagnose." That's the New Orleans you know? thing, isn't it? All locals practice their own little medicine. Yeah, and, and, and law as well. I'll do the same thing with attorneys. They'll, they'll tell me how they 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 uh, used to play music, and I'll say, "Well, you know, it's it's funny." Or they say they do still play music, but just as a hobby. I'll say, "Well, it's odd that you should say that because I practice law, but only as a hobby." Right. <laughs> See me, I'd just like to go out and fuck up the sewage and water board. Yeah. Like to hurt them a little bit more. Well, you know, Jeff, that brings up a question I wanted to ask you. What's that? So, you know, as I said, Jeff is a builder. We're going to get to all the things he's done. He's been in all these bands we can talk about, owned the Mermaid Lounge. But he, he currently still works as a builder, and you have to encounter these city agencies for permits and different variances and whatever all goes on down there. So I recently read this, uh, this article in the newspapers a couple of weeks ago. The headline was, uh, or, or one of the quotes was how our new mayor, Latoya Cantrell, had fired this guy who was the, uh, the uh, property management, uh, the manager of the property department in the city of New Orleans. 
and she fired him for quote for for the, the, because the the department had be- become quote a cesspool of sexual harassment. Did you see this article? I did not. Really? Mm-mm. So so then they go and and interview the guy. Some reporter from the Advocate interviews the uh, the guy, and he goes he goes well. You know, uh, I'm an older guy, and you know, so. But these these ladies like to come into my office, and you know, they play, they play, they <laughs> like to show themselves. He's saying this to a reporter after he got fired. He's going, "Yeah, they like to show themselves. They do the booty pop." <laughs> this was the guy. So he got fired. I hope. Well, he had already been fired when when, well, when he was saying all this. Yeah, yeah. So so he said, "Yeah, you know, they they like to play. They like to show themselves. You know, I I, I, I counsel them." He said, "Sometimes they like to talk about sex and." You know, I, I don't. Well, wait, 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 go back. I, I I went to the Bahamas for a second, but so who are the? These are employees. Of this this is a, a guy who, yeah, yeah these the are guy other, who, the guy, former then, head of property management. Yeah. But then, okay. then I don't know if he's the head of it. He's he's he was a manager in the property management right, department. So these employees. So so <laughs> girls that worked in the office, women that worked in the office, uh, you know, as whatever they did, they were in lower positions, you know, or, right. or you know, so they tried. Uh, to, so the, he's this was his story, and their story was. This guy is sexually harassing us, and he's, he's <laughs> asking us for sex. And so, anyway, my question to you, Jeff, is: Have you ever been asked to do the booty pop in, in one of those uh, one of those offices down there when you're when you're trying to get all your paperwork straightened out for a property? Or, or? the booty pop? No, no, I have not. Um, in <laughs> fact, to, I, think I, I couldn't. That. I couldn't even draw the booty pop. Yeah, I don't think if if I could. But you could imagine it. I mean, I don't. I don't know what it is either. But you know, well, just I'd rather not. And <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad it said commissioner is you know not working anymore at the city of New Orleans. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, no, I you know things have changed downtown, which is fascinating over the last you know. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was bullshit. There was a lot of friction. Um, friction, okay. Uh-huh. There was say corruption just, or uh, I don't know, so much as mental corruption. Okay. People were slow. Just disgusted. You know, yeah, was there was very little issue. incentive. Their jobs sucked. Their environment was, you know, absolutely uninspirational and right. and and all of all of the effects of that manifested in how they dealt with you. Sure. Um, no fault of their own. Okay. So now it's like a buttload of young people huh. who have taken over and are much better. Oh, well. They're much better. Well, uh, they're much more interesting. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's changing. I'm well, encouraged. That, well, that, that is encouraging. I'm glad to hear that. So, like yeah. the booty pop downtown? Well, you know, I'd like to bring up the booty pop to, you know, uh, I think to the right agencies. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I think there are agencies where the booty pop would be, you know, maybe. Hey, listen, you know, a, there's nothing wrong with positive. the booty pop. If yeah. a chick digs I'm not the saying booty there's anything pop, wrong with bo- the booty pop. You know, I just really don't have any idea what the pop, fuck it is. You know? As long as it's voluntary, I would say. Yeah. You know? well, you yeah. As long as it is all parties agree to yes. everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I always say I don't care what anybody puts in their mouth. You know, it's, it's up to them. It's, you know, from. All right, speaking everything. of that, it's your turn to buy a round, Renee. So okay, let's sign off quick. for a All second. Right, yeah, we're going to take a little break here, and we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we're back. We're back, everybody. Can you hear me? With fresh drinks. Yeah, fresh I drinks. I feel so optimistic with the fresh Troubled drinks. Nation, let us know what you're feeling. So... Uh, what, what, what do we have to do? We have, they have to like, text us and like us. Uh, and, yeah, you know, you can, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, you know, look up Troubled Men Podcast in uh, Apple Podcasts or yeah. whatever podcast app you use. When you, when you do that, take a second to uh, rate us. You know, give us five stars. It doesn't cost you anything. We're trying to build up enough reviews and ratings to where it actually shows up because there's a certain threshold that you have to attain on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Before it'll even show that you have any reviews. If you just have right. one or two, it looks like you have zero. So we may. But we've been hacked, haven't we? Uh, no, no, we haven't In been what hacked sense? yet by Russians. Well, well, I think it's a good thing to be hacked, isn't it? Well, I mean, we do. We we had some, <laughs> we, we have some Russians that have been. Uh, <laughs> we actually do have Russian listeners. 
we have uh, as of as of this week, we're going um, European. We have listeners in Spain, France, and Italy, um, and some other European nation. I can't remember what which West one it was. Hollywood. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, listeners in Canada and Mexico, Israel. As well as Russia and the U.S. Most of them are in the U.S., but you know, we're fantastic. We're going gentlemen. global. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. you'll have to come back like in three years from now <laughs> and be a guest when we're like you know on Netflix and stuff like that. I, I would be honored. Right, yeah, I would be honored. Or sing one of your songs. Well, so getting back to that, let's do some more Jeff Treffinger uh, uh, origin story here. So. Um, Jeff is a guitar player, singer, had a, a band, super successful band uh, back in the in the nineties. Tribe Nunzio was, uh, you know, a, a interesting collection of people. It was uh, it was kind of hard to describe that that group. Really, you know, if you think about those disparate personalities. I mean, you know better than me, but it looked like quite a motley crew. <laughs> well, it was a very interesting crew of highly intelligent people sure. all of those people were very smart very funny yep very talented um love to be on stage sure individually i've learned so much from jeff and one of the things i learned early on because you were a parent much er, much earlier than i was you had your children i don't know uh seven eight years ahead of mine something like that um and I did a recording project with you, and the display of patience that you had, the level of patience that you had, was I admired so much, and I realized that you had developed that as a parent. And I thought, wow, Jeff must be like a great parent, like very kind and, and thoughtful, and because uh, you're so circumspect about it, and you know, hmm. um, so I, w- I wish that were the case. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> You know, we're always our harshest critics, but that's, Have you no, met his no, kids? no, that's not the case. I mean, you know, it's, it's absolutely not the case. The environment you saw me in was uh, professional. But I've uh, seen I, you with your children be super patient. Oh, I think you have that that general outlook. You know? I love my children. I well, absolutely love my I children. I, 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 but you know, as you grow, as you age, um, you mature. And I was a very immature parent. When I started being a parent, you think so? I know so. Okay, that's uh, not even. Well, we just, all start out that way, and then hopefully we get better. Well, hopefully we do, and and how long that takes is key to your children's um, mental health, right? And success. So, um, yeah, they, those lessons that you teach them last a lifetime, for good or bad. That's right. They do, but. Um, when we met in those days, uh, I was a parent and I was changing a lot of, uh, what I was doing at times it was, it was possible to be a musician and to earn enough money to do that full time. But then, you know, it involved to the point where I had to do other things. So, right, hustle your ass out on on uh, on the on the. Well, I, I fell into circuit. carpentry. Oh, okay. I fell into carpentry at Kingsway. You know, yeah. with Joel. Right, right. So, Kingsway Studios was uh, was uh, um, help me with the name Daniel Lanois' studio that he had in the Jermaine right. Wells Building on Esplanade. That's correct. And uh, and you were instrumental in that. You did a lot of the build out for that. And I and, worked uh, with um, Joel Ford, who was there prior to me, and uh, Karen Brady. Sure. Who um, the illustrious Karen Brady? From Ka- West Bank. The illustrious Karen yeah, Brady, yeah. who was the manager yep. of the of the business and the building. And that wasn't such a bad gig. That was a, a phenomenal gig. Oh, sounds nice. Um, Had like and, uh, like twenty foot ceilings in there. <laughs> all kind of work, all kind of people. Yeah. You know, you're trying to work around um, God knows who. Recording sessions going on while you were uh, doing Yeah, you know, you're trying to fix Lou Harris's armoire and Iggy Pop and is like hanging out and talking to you and wondering why you're putting a particular hinge in yeah. in a certain way. And, well, that's you know. fun. It could be worse, you know. You could have, was, have worse people bend in your ear. Were you work? I came down here in the early 90s to interview Iggy. 
You on probably Esplanade. came. To, that's where I was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I the came, studio yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, I came down here to Kingsway. interview. Yeah, 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 Iggy and I had uh, my yeah. my favorite Iggy Pop moment is in the kitchen at Tulane. Off, I mean, I'm sorry, at uh, Kingsway. Off to the side, there were twin bathrooms, and right. in between the bathrooms was a very tall wall with a window that was open and had bars in it. Okay. <laughs> and there were two toilets. I guess they were like, you know, servants' toilets right. from the day. And one morning, I always got there early, and I was sitting, doing, you know, having, having, communing with nature. And Iggy Pop walks in on me. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. You know, and then he goes around to the other one, uh-huh. on the other side. And we have this 15-minute oh, conversation brother. From adjoining bathrooms. From adjoining bathrooms. About that sounds like Jimmy to me. That about about like how it. wonderful it is to go to the bathroom first thing in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, oh, man. Uh, having a natural BM. there already. And Iggy, let me tell you, Iggy appreciated it as much as anybody I've ever met. Well, that's wonderful. Um, so moving on, uh, I guess Renee doesn't like that stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, there's so much, so many other topics to okay. talk about. You know, I get mired in it. Um, so after Tribe Nunzio, you uh, you were doing a lot of building, and 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 then you, but then you had the uh, Mermaid Lounge, right? That you started, and well, the, well, well, okay. well, 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 I was I was coerced into. I wouldn't say I started. I would. I would call. Well, them. no, you among and uh, you and a collective. Of, well, Brendan Gallagher them. started it. Okay, and that's how it happened. Brendan Gallagher. Shout out to Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, love him. Brendan Giant. Gallagher knew the place because he had spent a lot of time in the warehouse district when he had the economy, and he used to eat right. lunch at this place. Oh, okay. It was called Debbie's Down Under. Right on. And it was right under the bridge, and he used to get po' boys there. And it, he always had his eye on it, and it came up for lease. And his plan was to call six or seven people who all had different circles of friends. Uh-huh. But he knew. Right. And, and put them in the same room together, unbeknownst to each other. Okay. Which is what he did. Nice. He Sounds like me, a movie setup. He called you know? me up and was like, hey, man, you know, I want, why don't you come down to this place? Here's the address, John Churchill, Chase, and Constance. Realtor's going to have it open. You know, it's got a liquor license. Right. And then, you know, I walked in the room, and there was Johnny McCollum and Pete McHugh and Danny Lewis and uh, Tommy Ellis and uh, Pat Cronin. Pat Cr- well, Pat Cronin wasn't there. He was out of town of Brendan. And, and, and that's when we decided... To each put in, I don't know, five hundred bucks. Oh wow, cool! There's seven of us. Yeah, man. You Buy know, enough re- beer to open. You know, I re- the, my band, the Iguanas, played the opening night of the Mermaid Lounge. No, oh. I don't know if you remember it, but I remember it well. So, I didn't even know you at that time. Um, now you're already married to a girl that I went to high school with, who's the sister of one of my best friends from high school, who I'm still best friends with. That's but I didn't truth. understand all that connection yet because New Orleans has s- such a uh, such a connected uh, substructure <laughs> that it may take you a while to uh, to figure out all the, the connections. But so I remember I was they they told me where the gig was and I, I was tr- picturing it in my mind. It's like God, that seems like a good place to dump a body and nothing else. You know, like who would ever go there? Who would ever go to that location? <laughs> And so I drive down there, and I, I pull up, and I, my suspicions, my, my hunch was, was confirmed. I was like, yeah, this is... There's this, a body? This, no, well, no, but this is a good place to dump a body, and I, don't, I can't see why anybody would ever come here, because it was totally dead. All those warehouses down there on John Churchill Chase were, right. had been abandoned since the 50s or 60s. Well, maybe. Dixie Mill Supply next door was a vacant building. It was a four-story tall like solid city block right. open building. Right. No, I mean, you could like shoot somebody down there and nobody would 
call the cops. Let's do know. it tonight. Well, that, that was that was we'd, we'd have to have a time machine, man. No, there's and, tons and, of homeless to, down there. We could just kill one of those motherfuckers uh, well, not, and dump I'm the body in your own want, property. You know, I, I told you I lost the impulse to kill years ago, but <laughs> but I just thought, you know, this seems like a desolate location. Was 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 the the sum of what I thought. Now it wound up being the greatest clubhouse ever. Mm, it's and, true, and we had so many fantastic gigs down there, and it was great because. Uh, nobody else was around. And even though it was right in the center of everything and the Pontchartrain Expressway is right above your head and cars are zooming by, right. you could imagine that it's like the surf lapping up on the shore or something. But uh, Well, that sound saved us. Yeah, go on. That sound saved us because when Press Kabakov came to town and developed the cotton mill, right? you know, and suddenly... Next door were high, high-priced rental units, you know, leering over the top of our club. Right. The law is that you're not disturbing the peace unless you're making more noise than whatever's making noise than, than, around than you. the ambient yeah. background noise. Okay. Yeah, no, you drive a semi up that ramp. Oh, it's loud. Yeah, yeah. It's louder than Supergroup. Nice, nice. Yeah. But so you... you, uh, you pretty quickly built a studio uh, or, or a uh, rec- uh, recording console room, record, what am I looking for? Control room yeah. into a small closet there. Yeah. And uh, Clint, Clint Muntz, uh, you know, Clint Muntz and I did that as a project together. Clint, who I had met at Kingsway. Okay. And uh, we, yes, we had a split feed from the stage, which meant we had an isolated mix from whatever was going on with the PA. Right. And we could go direct to DAT or uh, 16-track reel-to-reel. Yeah, you had that that reel-to-reel machine. It was a 16-track reel-to-reel machine. And uh, And you made a bunch of records there. You made a whole bunch of records. Yeah. Lots of them. The, The Glenn Styler records were made there. Yes. You and I made them together. Yeah, with yeah. Brian. There was uh, um, several Glenn Styler records. There was a supergroup demo that got them a lot of exposure done there. Alex McMurray right, did the a, first The first uh, um, Royal Fingerball record you, you recorded there. That's right. Um, um, but a lot of records, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a real heyday, and that ran for, what, 10 years or something? Club ran for 10 years, 94 to 2004, yeah. Uh, my salad days. Your what days? <laughs> my salad days. Salad. Halcyon days, whatever. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Well, I remember uh, doing a record with you guys at Shea Flames. Sure, the iguanas. Yes, yeah. Jeff was the uh, the engineer on on our um, Sugar Town, which was record. right around the corner. Yes, I mean it was in the same. Part yes, of Keith town. Keller. Now, that, when I when I talk about people that you get close to and then they leave you, Keith looms large yes. in that that uh, that array. Yeah, he was that fat guy who died. Right? He was huge. He was yeah, he was, he was Keith must have been like six three. Probably was. Upwards of three fifty. Like the tallest or girl I ever banged was six three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Keith, Keith Keller was, was a mountain of a man. Yeah. He was more like a piece of furniture than a human being. He was right. so beautiful, and he was like he had the most interesting history. He was so smart. Okay, another smart person. You know? uh, and chiseled by experience, man. Like putting risk. Risk taker. Oh yeah. So um, how did he, he die? He was adventurer. A, how did he die though? He was a fat fuck who died, right? Uh, you know, you, Manny, I don't like when you talk like that about my friends. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm a troubled it, man. It, it, I'm a troubled it, man. This well, is a troubled man podcast. I, I mean, know, we should know, be troubled. We should be. You know, I don't. I don't like all well, these sweetheart stories about people. Well, man. Okay. Keith, yeah, like Keith the, was a Keith was a troubled man. Yeah, he was a troubled man. Keith was a talk about him. Well, Keith have Keith as a guest. Wouldn't that be fantastic? If he was sitting here right now. <laughs> what would be so great? He tried to kick my ass, probably. You know, that's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it wouldn't have been hard, but you know. no, it wouldn't have been hard because he was he's six a gentle three giant. No, I, and, and you know, I, I light on his feet before uh, yeah. the last couple of days thinking about coming over here and doing this. I'm thinking, troubled man. What well, I didn't know about me? this till like four what, hours ago. You know what? <laughs> right. Well, you know. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so uh, going beyond the the mermaid. Uh, the, you then started the geraniums with Brendan Gallagher, the right. the one of the the, the 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 mastermind behind the Mermaid Lounge. 
And, and before that, the, uh, the economy. Right, right. Yeah, and I actually played at the economy. I did uh-huh. a lot of gigs. I, right. I still have a poster from Melinda Pendleton's Barnyard Buddies uh, New Year's Eve show at the economy oh. with George Reinecke uh. on guitar, huh. Brent Newman on drums, Paul Fayard on Shit. bass, me on keyboards, and all backing up Melinda Pendleton, who's also no longer with us. But uh, what a fun night. And I remember so much about that night. I, brought the, I had this little Casio keyboard that had a uh, stereo mini plug out, and I had an adapter where I could plug a, uh, a quarter-inch cable into that mini plug and then put it into an amp. <laughs> So I'd play this, like, uh, 18-inch long keyboard with tiny keys. They were only big enough to fit my fat fingers on. Right, with, with that 60 hertz buzz just ring. Oh, no, no, it was pretty, it was, pretty it was clean tight. output. Yeah, pretty, pretty tight yeah. output, man. Had a nice little uh, a switch where you could turn the wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah, like kind of a fake Leslie thing on, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. I played organ on it, played, played some electric piano. Fun night. Anyway, so... Uh, you and, and Brendan had started writing songs together. Brendan was uh, a, a, a trained poet, and but had never been in a band, never been a singer in a band. That's correct. And he, you yeah. thought, well, these are great lyrics, and uh, we should write songs together. So you started doing that, and then you called me up, and you said, you know, I'm, I'm doing this recording. I'd like to... Uh, hire you and Brent to be the rhythm section, mm-hmm. play bass and drums. That's right. You said, uh, what would you want to do that? And I said, well, that sounds like fun. I'll do it for nothing, man. So, and I did. And uh, that's the way I bought my way. I got jumped into the geraniums. <laughs> if I had taken the money, I might have been, that might have been, it might have been one and done, right? <laughs> well, I, it might have been a one and done, but... That, but I did that, it for nothing, and I... And I, I nobody knew the songs. The, 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 Connie's my girl. Connie, Connie, Connie's want, my I want, girl. I want Connie's kind of I blows. want a Connie's kind of girl. Yeah, I know that song. You know that yeah. song. Yeah. That, you know, I was on that first record. It's a... Maybe not. It's, it's an early song, but... It's a peculiar thing. It's a peculiar thing to be, you know, a 60-year-old man who has been writing music with a particular individual for 25 years. And, you know, when you realize that that's how you, one of the big measurements of your fucking life. Yeah. You know, and it seems with, with me, it hasn't been swaddled in success. Well, there's you know, a number of kinds of success. I mean, what are we talking about I here? get it. I, I get that. And, and we do have respect. We're trying to go to heaven here, Jeff. Oh, is that where we're trying to go? Well, I mean, you know, we're trying, oh, we're you believe in it, I guess. I, I thought, it was, I thought we were going to Manny's We're doing house. God's yeah. work here, yeah. man. If you so believe in heaven, is, I guess you want to go is, there. Well, no, no, I mean, we're going to your house. We're not going to heaven. <laughs> this is a spiritual work we're doing. This is, you know. Go ahead. No, that's it. The, uh, the geraniums... To me, is more of a. It just has to do with doing work. In a, it, it it might as well be building a good wall or digging a good hole. It's just, it's just Brendan and I when when we shoulder up and 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 write together is, it's like the most natural thing on earth. Yeah, and you guys have an ident an identity, a uh, songwriting identity, and you've put together a band. I mean, I've been in the band since the very beginning, right? And uh, we've had a sound the whole time. We have like a a groove, you know. We have a certain uh, number of ways that we play. Mm-hmm. That we have a vocabulary, a common vocabulary. That's what I'm looking for, and uh, yet yeah, has has a, a coherent center to it. And and I've always felt like. You know, this is the the musical group that feels the most spiritual. It feels like the it feels like a drunken prayer to God. I've said that to you before. Well, you've always yeah, you've always had that point of view, and I've uh, I've I'm touched by it. it it's uh, it's it's interesting. All of this shit is so fragile. Sure, all of this stuff is so tenuous that um, it's precious. You have, to, you have to see it as... as if you're as, lucky, you see it as precious. If you're not, you're a fucking dickhead. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, people that aren't very smart, <laughs> they don't see, they don't understand what we're dealing no, with here. No, you gotta know, because it's, it's going away. It's going away, and it's going away. That's, this is all temporal, you know? This is uh, uh, 
but but uh, you know the the thing to me that that is the most encouraging about that idea is the work will live on. You know, it's uh, like in the in the Roman times, it would have just gone into the ether. But at least we've been able to document this. We have a lot of recordings that we've done. Yeah, we do. And uh, we do. We have we, this band has produced a lot of great music that very few people have heard. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's it's not a numbers game; it's a quality game. <laughs> That's the way I'm looking at it. Like this Manny, podcast, Manny knows one song over here. Yeah, like, like this game. podcast. It's not a numbers game; it's a quality game. Okay, Manny. Well, what do you have to say for yourself over there? Uh, I don't know. I, I I've been so melancholy hearing your story about this uh, well, you your know. band. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty uplifting. Uh, uh, I feel pretty pretty enthused, frankly. Really? Well, I thought this was a troubled podcast. Well, you know, it's um, trouble. You know, you gotta have gotta have some. Uh, some I have to take a leak. I have to pee like at the Hoover Dam in my ba- bladder right now. So let's get another cocktail. I'm Sounds going. good. Okay, we're back for the uh, third trimester of the Troubled Men podcast with our guest, Mr. Jeff Treffinger. Jeff, how are you? I'm. Glad to be with you. <laughs> so good to be. I with really you, am. Man. I really am. I, I, you know, I may live to regret those words, but at the moment, oh, I'm yeah. having a great time. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. You know, I, I saw this. Uh, sometimes you have this like clickbait on the internet, on like your news feed or something. It'll be like, you know, uh, click ten, ten, ten celebrity children who you'd be surprised the way they look, like something like that. Anyway, so I saw this one the other day, and I, it was not exactly clip, clickbait, but it, was, it said the number one tip to reduce bloated belly, uh, to, to reduce a bloated belly. So I wanted to click on that and say, well, what is this? So I'm reading, and it's this like a nutritional or, or diet website. Turns out the, the advice, the number one tip to reduce bloated belly is portion control. So that means don't eat too much food. <laughs> if you eat like a normal amount of food, the... Uh, I, think, the I think clean samples. Clean samples? Well, you'll be, you know, if you eat a normal amount of food, you'll have a better chance at clean Click samples. Clickbait sounds like that film I did in the early 90s. Yeah, and what was that about? <laughs> it was a porno film okay. called <laughs> Clickbait. I, I, I don't know where you're going with that, Renee. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 like, I like word combinations, man. You know that. Did, did we do a soundtrack to some porn yeah, film, you and I? Yeah. Uh, a soft porn. Uh, well, uh, is that, are you talking about... Uh, the Doris Wishman. Reach for your dildo? Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, okay. Romancing uh, the bone? Um, no. no. Uh, Satan was a lady. Satan was a lady. That was not porn. That That's was uh, true. That was that was uh, sexploitation. Sexploitation. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That was uh, uh, the the one of the feature films I'm in. Brent is the star of that. Glenn Styler is the right. star. You and I and Brent did the uh, soundtrack. We recorded a bunch of it at the Mermaid Lounge. Mm-hmm. I was a, a boom operator for a porno film called New Wave Hookers. Cool. I like New that New Wave Hookers, the best you ever seen. <laughs> New Wave Hookers, pussy so tight and clean. I was the boom operator for that film. And the uh, and the score composer, right? Was uh, Tito, uh, what was his name? Tito from the... Um, the Plugs, L.A. band, The Plugs. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Tito Gonzalez or sure. whatever his fucking right. Yeah, he did. He the, wrote that. Yeah, he wrote that. Nice. And I was the boom nice. operator for that. All right. So beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, how to kill a room? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you know, I don't know if that's going to be on the Christmas sing-along list, but you know. So Jeff. Um, since we've talked about everything else, the last time we were here on, on the uh, first aborted Jeff cast, you had just, uh, you were on crutches, actually, at the time. Oh, yeah. And you had just undergone stem cell therapy. Not actually. Oh, okay. Not well, actually. We're right. close. Okay, well, yeah. if you want to fill me in, please, go ahead. It was injection therapy, which is the way they give you stem cells, but it was blood my blood. Right. Not stem cells. Stem cells, they got to go into your bone and harvest the stem cells. I thought they were like taking your blood and spinning the stem they cells were. out. No, no, no. They were spinning, uh, spinning the platelets. Okay. Out. And that's what they were 
putting back in you. That's right. Now, how successful was that? Was that was that uh, advantageous? Did it did it have a positive result? It's it's uh, you're yeah, walking. I'm walking. Yeah. It so that's positive. Was it all yeah. you'd hoped for? I guess yeah. is what I'm asking. No, nothing no. is. Uh, well, okay. and when you get you know <laughs> osteoarthritic arthritic pain, it, it really does suck. And and those who are listening to this who are suffering from that, you have my absolute empathy and my love and compassion because it sucks. Um, Nobody's th- listening. I know, <laughs> so, and nobody cares. I'm so, nobody cares. I, that was just really a public service announcement <laughs> yeah. to a bunch a of PSA, people who don't give yeah, a shit. PSA, right? We're all about PSAs here. Basically, I'm better. Okay. I'm, I'm doing well. I've I've uh, I've had to have as a result of that therapy, though, partially because they wanted to operate on you, right? They wanted to do a hip replacement, and, and, and that would have sucked. It's bad, man. It's well, tough. I think it's probably still in my future. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count it out. Really? Yeah. But the point is that this. Uh, What's nice about this is this uh, therapy is used in, in in all over the elbows, hips, shoulders. It's very easy to do. Unfortunately, it's not covered by insurance. Yeah, it's still kind of experimental. It's well, not Trump exper- will fix that for you, man. Trump, yeah, 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 he'll fix that. I think for Trump. You. The only thing he would do is make the needle like five times as wide and eight times more yeah. painful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just so you remember it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, man, do you have a joke or something? No, I don't have. No, any I joke. got a joke. Okay, I got a joke. Right. Joke from the from the guest. Go ahead, Jeff. You hear about the the uh, the magician who um, retired early? No. He got disillusioned. He got disillusioned. <laughs> <laughs> you love like the wordplay. <laughs> you know, a memory that I have that I wrote down is uh, Jeff lives very near to Jazz Fest. And you often host people leaving Jazz Fest. You'll have a house party. That's right. And I went to a couple of those this year. I've been to a couple in years past. They're always fantastic. I have a great time. At one of I've them, driven you home from. You've driven me home. You know, yeah, better than you than me. Um, but uh, at this last this last year, you had all of your in laws over the whole the whole clan. Oh, with a C, the, uh-huh. with a, you know, yeah, the yeah. Redmond clan, the Redmond clan. And uh, you guys, a Redmond clan tradition is that they pull out the Redmond songbook and you all start. Everybody starts doing songs like like the roaches or something. You know, it's That's like right. they're very influenced by the roaches is what the, the vibe we get. So my wife was there and, and you were playing and and I, I played it at one point with you and and. Uh, you know, some it was just so sweet, like all the girls singing together and you know doing all this Carol King and you know other Todd Runger and other you know stuff yeah. like that. And, yeah, they they grew up in a tradition of singing, and there's uh, six sisters, and they harmonize like you know beautifully, yeah. sibling harmonies. Right. Um, they uh, you know most of them can play guitar. Right. Um, they're very natural at picking up harmonies. Their dad was a piano player and the judge, he, he, the judge, and he had a kind of a mathematical mind. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I think all of them have inherited that to some degree when it comes to sound. They hear harmonies instantly. They they don't know, you know. They're not. They don't talk about it. Right. Right. They don't. Right. They it's don't. Instinctual. Yeah. Yeah. It's instinctual, and uh, their and their voices blend. Yes. Really beautifully. Yes. Um, so my wife is, she's like, I want to do that. Can we do that in our family? It's like, well, if you join the Redmond family, yeah, you can go do that. <laughs> well, you, know, you never know. Don't sell your family, family short. Not a fa- no, we, we, have, uh, we have family band from time to time, but it's more like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I want to be your dog. <laughs> You know, it's, it's more along that it's those more lines. Iggy and, and the Ramones. Yeah, yes, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish sometimes there was more of that. Yeah, well, but don't we all? I played in the room. Yeah, of course. No, it was it was quite lovely. Well, man, we got It's it's about time to wrap up because though Yolanda hasn't scraped the chairs lately, I, f- I feel it's eminent. Sure. Okay, let's wrap it up. I feel like it just sucked all the energy out of your body, man. Yeah. Well, I've been lit up for like the last 48 hours, man, in this podcast. And how do you feel right now? 
How am I feeling? Yeah, how are you feeling? Oh, God. You're not my sister. You're not my sister, are you? My sister always says <laughs> that. How are you feeling? Yeah. Which one? The Buddha? No, the, the Buddhist sister, you know. The Buddhist? Do you hear about the two gay judges? No. They tried each other. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Do you yeah, hear what nice. Martina Navratilova said to all the press when they accused her of steroid use? She said, suck my fucking dick, is what she said to the scene. <laughs> All right, man, he's closing out hot. You know, there's a lot we didn't get to tonight. You know, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot of geraniums, trips that uh, went awry. Connie's oh. girl. We want to talk about Connie's girl. Actually, I'm gonna, uh, I might uh, sub out some, some geraniums for the, uh, the outro music that we usually use. On yeah, this, that would this, be good. That'd thing. be sweet. Yeah. When, I was, when I was in kindergarten, we lived in Colorado, and I had to walk with friends down to this very busy street, path, cross over the street, and then walk through these fields to this school in this new subdivision. God. I did not know that it was you had to go to school. I thought it was optional. Optional? Yeah. You just thought the trek there was school, right? Well, I thought the, <laughs> enough. I, th- I thought on the walk you got to decide, right? Yeah. Like somewhere along the yeah. way you were like, fuck school. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah school. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I would yeah. often... Thumbs up, thumbs down. I would often break off okay. <laughs> and go into the Hang woods. Out the hobos. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Go into the woods yeah. where they had these like streams and they had yeah. ducks and it was beautiful. And I would hang out, and then I would come back after school was over. And I did this for like... like to walk home. I knew what time I had to right, be home. Right, right, But I also knew that this optional thing probably was like my own, own Your invention. own invention? <laughs> right. No, no. I did the same thing, did you? though. I did, did the you? same thing because I got sick in like fourth grade. I got sick with a huge fever. And my mom said, you're staying home. And she didn't work. She was a stay-at-home mom at that time. She was just staying home. And she enjoyed my company so much that I missed like a whole semester of school. She didn't want you to go back. She didn't want yeah, me yeah. to go back. And Beautiful. Beautiful. Like good year. Here with me. Good year, man. Yeah, that was a really good year. And so I finally went back to school with this note. My mom wrote a note. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, Manny is yeah. not dead. Yeah, Mammy, Manny was okay this last four weeks. Of school, and they had to buy it because it's you know it's L.A. public schools back in the seventies. They weren't paying man. a lot of attention. Yeah, they no. weren't paying a lot of attention. You know, it's like yeah. But my teacher was Mrs. Goodbar, yes, who I loved, man. The she, real her real name. Yeah. Her real name was Mrs. Goodbar. Oh, that's fantastic. And she looked like Suzanne Plachette from the Bob Newhart oh, show. So I had a sexy. boner for her constantly, man. And here's the thing, man. Here's the fucking thing. She taught. She read us this story called "Little House in the Prairie." Did uh-huh. you hear that story? Yeah, Laura Ingalls. Yeah, yeah. The Laura Ingalls, the blind bitch, whatever the fuck she was. I, think I don't somebody else, but go I ahead. don't know. But anyway, her husband worked for NBC Studios, and she goes, "Wouldn't this be a really good TV show? Everybody write a letter." And we, my fourth grade class, got that show made. But no part for you. No, 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 no. Oh. I, you know, I couldn't be a blind no. Laura Ingalls no. or, you know, I, no. I, I was Merlin Olson, you know, in drag. You imagine know. if if Little House on the Prairie had had. Uh, I'm had, trying to see as, Manny as a cast went. member as a, like a half Mexican, half Italian. Yeah, no, no, no. cab driver, comedian. Yeah. I'd be like that. I'd be like a DiCaprio's friend on Titanic. You know who? You remember that guy? We're going to America, man, but you're going to die soon. You know, you're not going to make it. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we got to wrap it up here yeah, at the ring room. Uh, it's uh, been fantastic, uh, Jeff. Thank you so much, man. You're such thanks, a prince. Jeff. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. They're literally yeah. turning the lights out on. Manny, us. sorry to uh, you know take you down. The oh no, no, no. He, he likes it. He's, he's Manny. He doesn't even know. He's not going to remember any of this tomorrow. No, so. no. I just show up. I hit my mark and yeah. and say my lines. That's right. That's so right. Uh, well, nice. we like to say trouble never ends. That's right, nation. Trouble but, never ends. But the struggle continues. Excellent. Toss reminders, don't like nothing to lose That wasn't her style, except on the booze She was a practical woman, right down to her shoes Right down to her sensible shoes The moonbeams of science, I crisscrossed the sky 
hungry young Kyle lets out a cry But I only remember what I can't forget So I still see her shoes heading towards the sunset I can still see them yet I see sensible shoes She cruises downtown In a light gray sedan She won't commit to motion She doesn't got a plan She knows her quarry And the lay of the land And on sensible shoes She'll make her stand She's a practical woman Never gambles to lose She wears sensible She wears sensible shoes The practical woman Never gambles to lose She wears sensible She wears sensible shoes Still see them yet I see sensible shoes Heading towards the sunset On the horizon I can still see them yet I see sensible shoes